0: I'm David Green. Welcome to the first ever episode of the Digital HR Leaders Podcast, where I'll be chatting to people leaders who are driving digital transformation in their organizations, as well as other experts in the field on what HR needs to do to prepare for the future of work. We hear a lot about digital transformation in HR, but how do you achieve this in partnership with the business rather than in isolation? That's the topic of this week's podcast. The inaugural episode of the Digital HR Leaders podcast is on how to transform HR to be more digital. Our guest today is Sharon Doherty, Chief People Officer at Finastra, who until recently spent nearly six years at Vodafone as Global Organisation and People Development Director, where she led Vodafone's approach to organisational effectiveness, resourcing, talent, capability, diversity and inclusion, and digital transformation across 30 markets. I can't think of many better guests to have on our first show than Sharon. She is one of a new breed of chief people officers, business-focused, data-driven, but at the same time, people-oriented and passionate about diversity and inclusion, where she has led some truly groundbreaking work at Vodafone. In today's podcast, we discuss the digital transformation of HR at Vodafone, which was done in close partnership with the business. How to create the employee experience with and for the workforce. The work Sharon led at Vodafone around diversity and inclusion. The role of the head of HR in light of Sharon's new role as Chief People Officer at FENASTRA. And finally, we also look ahead and ponder what the role of HR will be in 2025. This episode is a must listen for anyone who is currently or about to undertake a digital transformation of HR or and anyone who has a passion for the critical topic of diversity and inclusion. Before we get started, a brief word from our sponsor for this series of five episodes of the Digital HR Leaders podcast. Support is brought to you by CultureAmp. CultureAmp is the world's largest people and culture platform that helps companies take action to improve employee engagement, retention and performance. CultureAmp is a culture-first certified B corporation used by over 2,100 customers, including brands such as Airbnb, Kind Snacks, Auto Trader, Salesforce, Slack, and McDonald's. Start developing a deep understanding of your employees' experience today by visiting cultureamp.com. That's cultureamp.com. Welcome to the Digital HR great Leader Show, here. Sharon. It's fantastic to welcome you here. Do you want to give the uh, listeners a quick introduction to who you are and your point of view around HR?
1: Yeah, sure. So, look, um, I uh, grew up between uh, Birmingham and uh, Ireland, humble start, um, uh, thanks to a lot of uh, great coaches and mentors on the way that have given me uh, some uh, great opportunities. I've had a pretty good career. Um, that career has spanned retail, consulting, Um, uh, private uh, organisations and um, a a number of large global multinationals. Probably two defining uh, roles for me in my career. One uh, as a HR director um, building Heathrow's Terminal 5, early break, uh, big big job, 60,000 people over five or six years working through all of that. Mm. And then uh, more recently, the last nine years in Vodafone, that I guess has been defined by two uh, big areas, the work that we've done in digital and the work um, that we've done in diversity, which uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about a little bit bit more. In terms of my point of view on HR, I think over the last three or four years, what has become really clear to me is that there's two forces at work in HR – One uh, is um, all of the new science that is coming into HR. So whether that's UX, agile, analytics, um, uh, or actually a refocus on some of the stuff that we were working on anyway, or effectiveness, team, coaching. But, But no longer just sort of doing it as a generalist, that's good with people, but really, sort of understanding it in a lot of detail. So you've got a lot of science, um, and then there's that balance of humanity. And I think what you have is a HR function in the middle of it, trying to somehow fuse both of those together. And how do we do that? What is the right balance is is increasingly really important for us as a function, and definitely for the businesses that we're trying to help.
0: Yeah, and I think that leads on nicely actually oh. to to the next question, which is. Really around, you know, when we met a couple of weeks ago, I was really struck by the approach that you've, you've taken to digital transfer. or we took to digital transformation at Vodafone, yeah. that human-centered approach, but yeah. also doing it very much in partnership with the business. Can you you expand a little bit on on the approach you took there?
1: Yeah, so look, uh, Vodafone's digital transformation journey. um, Just a a little bit of background. So, uh, Vodafone, uh, a a large uh, global telecommunications uh, company, 130,000 people uh, across 30 um, 30 different countries, Uh, and its history was a very decentralised organisation. Mm. Um, And actually, probably about 2008, it started on its digital transformation journey, which is interesting. It's quite a long. Uh, quite a long time ago Um, and in the early days it was about uh, IT systems centralising them um, so having one version of the truth um, and the other thing that Vodafone did very early was that um, it put uh, unified communications, so video conferencing into every office across all of its footprint and I remember joining the organization in 2010 and being a little bit overwhelmed that there was this um, access to technology so over the 10 years that I've been there uh, the ability to communicate with people from different parts of the organization different cultures has grown from something that you did in offices to something that you did through your pc to ultimately on your phone so so there's been an underbelly of technology that the organization's been uh, very familiar with um, and then fast forward to uh, about 2014-15 um, and I think what happened in HR we were very early adopters of uh, the digital transformation in Vodafone so we were probably one of the first functions to see uh, the opportunity, particularly around the digital employee experience. Mm. Um, And so it started started off with us looking at uh, what we could put into the cloud very early. Um, And then by 2015, we'd actually stepped up and taken accountability for um, what we called employee experience excellence um, cross-functionally. So working with Finance, technology, property, supply chain, and looking at the end to end experience that employees were going through. Uh, And actually, we had um, a cross functional strategy, cross functional approach to governance, management, funding, etc., etc., which I think was quite ahead of its time, both in what it was trying to achieve and the fact that the HR function was front and centre of moving that forward. So that, that has been an important uh, journey and continues to be. I think what then happened in the business um, go to sort of 2016-17, it became really apparent that these separate digital transformation um, programs that were going on needed to be put together. And Mm. and we created something called Digital First uh, that was run from the CEO's office. Um, And, uh, you know, we, we started to look at uh, what was the impact of exponential technology, what what was the opportunity to serve customers differently and of course what type of organisation and capabilities did you need underneath that and I think the the significant shifts for us was this understanding that particularly in our commercial and technology organisation we wanted to move to agile, cross-functional agile and so uh, you know we scaled agile in about sort of 15-18 months across 16 countries. I think it was the fastest global scale of agile we worked with McKinsey um, to do that Um, and on that journey what becomes really apparent is that there's a whole load of new skills and capabilities that your organization needs to either reskill upskill or buy new skills in to help on that Uh, on that journey you know we sort of basically turned over every stone we changed our brand from power to you to the futures exciting ready which was all about the digital transformation in the world and Vodafone being a a partner to work with customers so so Started a long time ago, our journey, and then what we just found was more and more and more um, parts of the organisation engaged to now for Vodafone, you know, digital first is is what the company is uh, is is focusing on.
0: That's fantastic, and and actually, you know, as you said, that partnership between HR and the business, yeah. and you mentioned obviously employee experience as well. Uh, so I was I, I met with Mark Levy who you, who set up that employee experience at Airbnb. Yeah. And I was struck by something he said. He said that employee experience is something that you do with and for employees rather than to them, which is perhaps how HR programs have been designed in the past. I know that's certainly something that you did at Vodafone. You really brought employees in to help design the employee experience. It'd be great to hear a little bit about that as well.
1: Yeah, so I'll talk to about two or three different um, uh, areas of the the journey. So I think on um, digital employee experience, that's A fantastic space to engage employees Um, uh, so uh, you know in terms of designing the end-to-end process using design thinking that was all done through focus groups working with um, uh, people across uh, you know 10 plus markets uh, at a time to get uh, to get inputs and so you can do a lot of that we did hackathons Um, uh, we um, uh, on the journey we were implementing Facebook um, uh, workplace um, and that became a massive tool to help us engage with our employees so live streaming getting feedback uh, you know so so on um, the digital employee experience I, I think that's just a hotbed um, of, of allowing you to to engage your employees and um, we use Google Analytics NPS so again what you're doing is taking real-time feedback and changing your your um, experience so I think that that is just a great place to, to set yourself up to be able to do that in a systematic way. Um, I think when you look at the move to Agile, again, in in that whole area, I mean, that's a massive cultural shift. And so if you sort of think that, you know, in HR centrally, you're going to do that on your own, I think you're just starting in the wrong place. Yeah, I mean, it's a very... Um, employee bottom-up revolution where you're moving to, um, uh, you know, no leaders, um, self-managed teams, you know, massively different way of doing work, Um, the uh, you know, your employees' views and opinions are helping you make that shift all of all of the time. Uh, I think the the area that most HR functions are finding more difficult uh, on the journey is is the whole reshaping of businesses uh, because I think what is happening. Faster than we've seen in in our history, is you know new business models are coming in, new disruptive entrants are coming are coming in, and very quickly uh, business models and shapes of organisations are changing. I think if we look at the impact of digital on the retail um, uh, organisations, you know we've seen. Uh, the um, uh, the M and S's, the Kingfishers, etc., go from being in the you know FTSE 2050 to almost falling out of the FTSE, and massive um, store closures, etc. And that remodelling, I think, uh, and the pace of it, um, I think, is um, uh, you know is very apparent. And how, in those c- c- circumstances, uh, are are large organisations engaging with their workforces? I think it's probably almost the most important area uh, that HR functions need to be thinking through. Um, and my, my personal view is um, I think we need to be straightforward and candid with uh, people because they can see it coming, yeah? they're reading the newspapers, they can see um, these disruptive um, forces within, uh, within the world of work. I think we massively need to be trying to reskill, yeah. Uh, give people who are prepared to be reskilled opportunities to relocate. Um, if if that is um, if that is something that um, that they, they can do, so so that's probably for me um, the the tough area of of the digital transformation journey. Um, agile and um, the employee experience though, those are you know pretty straightforward areas that that it's very easy for uh, HR functions to be working and engaging with employees on.
0: Yeah, I think you, you struck that, the disruption. I mean, we're trying to learning now from employees, how, like we've always learned from customers when it comes to redesigning the customer journey. We're doing the same thing now with employees as exactly, well, yeah. which I think is really important. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: So in terms of bringing the sort of digital HR journey to life at Vodafone, can you provide maybe a couple of examples of, of, of how that's helped reshape um, the experience there for, for employees?
1: yeah, so so again, uh, you know di- di- different parts of the uh, of the puzzle um, if if we look at the um, uh, the uh, employee experience excellence program um, mm. that that we've been on. So I think when we started on the journey, what we had was you know five or six functions working separately in silos. Uh, and of course, um, uh, when you mirror that into a digital experience, what what you get is something that doesn't work. yeah, and I think that, as it is the case for consumers, mm absolutely mirrors um, internally so uh, what we found by working cross-functionally by using ux design thinking agile working cross-functional working what we've been able to do is massively transform the online experience inside the um, inside the organisation, and of course, you know that makes people feel better about their daily work. It helps them be more productive. It helps them serve customers better, etc., etc. So that that for us has has been an obvious um, an obvious win. If we look at the um, the agile work that we've been doing, um, it's the same sort of themes that come through, but this now this time now helping customers. Uh, you know what we've found. By that move to a different way of working, yeah. um, uh, you know, an agile way of working. What we found is higher quality products, faster speed to market, lower costs. Um, so you know, more engaged employees because they can see the impact of their work on customers real, almost real time. Um, so uh, you know, so what we found on our journey is uh, really positive impacts for employees, but also really positive impacts um, for our customers.
0: And obviously, your role was to bring those silos—previous silos in HR. Not yeah. saying they were in Vodafone, but traditionally silos in HR together, like talent acquisition and learning and performance. Yeah. What was your biggest challenge personally in doing that?
1: Yeah, you know, so so it's funny, really. I, I don't actually r- really remember that now because that, <laughs> that that feels like such a long time ago. So so we um uh, we we brought those together in Vodafone back in sort of 2014 15. Um, and uh, and relatively, I would say for us um, that that was a um, you know the the cross functional part of HR. I would say is relatively easy. So I think if what you've got is the right team leader, you build the right team, yeah. and and you create a modern way of working, which is end to end analytics, design thinking. Um, then then relatively, I, I think that 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 is. Is a, um, a, a very doable um, sort of transformation within HR. I think the real game in town is taking it cross functional outside of HR and thinking much more about what's the solution we're trying to, to provide or the problem we're trying to solve as opposed to thinking in functional silos. Yeah. yeah. And and so, uh, I mean, I spend a lot of time with, um, oh, I. Sp- spent a lot of time with the Vodafone um, enterprise customers. Uh, And what what you could see was for many organisations, still digital transformation was uh, being led by IT. HR um, hadn't woken up to the fact that there's a digital revolution uh, and hadn't stepped up and said, uh, you know, we think in our function we own the the people employee experience, yeah, uh, and it's our role to to bring together different functions to create a really good end to end employee experience. Uh, and I think that's more difficult because you're going outside your function, yeah, and and to sort of um, to figure out how you manage. Uh, governance, budgeting processes—you um, know, different cultures that, that can be in different functions in terms of how they do things. I think that's that's the more difficult um, yeah. journey that, that organisations need to need 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 to go on. And
0: and with digital transformation, um, you know, how do you make sure that you don't you don't leave behind those? That's that's how should we put it? Less digitally inclined members <coughs> of the workforce.
1: Yeah. So. Um, I think you have to be an optimist, yeah, would be my view. Uh, and, and I think um uh, you know most people can see where the world is going. and I actually sort of think there is a level of anxiety in most people, not just in the workplace but in the world, about how they embrace digital, um, mm. to live their lives to you know to flourish in the in the workplace. So I think most people are are up for change. Um, and so it's all about how do we as HR professionals and organizations help people with that uh, with that that journey. If I look at the Vodafone journey, again, you know, we started um you know 2014, 15, so a few years ago now. Um uh, you know, we we always segment everything, yeah. And so we started with our um, top 40, we took them to Silicon Valley, we spent a week uh, looking at Google, Facebook, uh, spending time in Singularity, and we really had an immersive experience that helped the senior team understand you know how fast AI was coming, how fast everything was coming. Yeah? And so that was a massive moment uh, for us as, a, as an organisation. That then went to the top 250 and we brought them together in London in groups of 30 cross-functional, um, uh, cross-geography, uh, uh, and we spent time uh, looking at exponential technology and the impacts on that, the commercial opportunities with customers and the mindset shifts uh, that we would have to go through as, a, as an organisation to, to stay relevant uh, in uh, the new world that was emerging. That 250 then went to the next 1,000 in their countries and then went to the next 5,000 and then went to the 100,000 online. Yeah, and and so over the you know from 2014 onwards was sort of on that uh, on that type of journey um then the opportunity that agile uh, presented was significant for us um because that was a very decentralized disruptive new business model Um, and we handled the implementation of that in a very different way so it was not centrally driven it was decentralized we brought together the CEOs and HR directors of firstly our top Four markets and then that became eight and then it became 16 Um, and working with them they very much co-created the new way of working Um, and and so what you started to do was just take a different group of people with you on a journey Um, so so we've we've worked at it systematically but across a number of different programs Um, and I'll I'll perhaps sort of finish with uh, um, the work we did with Digital Ninjas um so so we did this fairly early on for the top 250 um and um we spotted it in spain um, we thought gosh that's a brilliant idea so connecting the the young digital savvy with the the directors in the in the company and getting them to come together Um, you know, a few times a month, fairly informally, uh, the the young ninjas um, sharing uh, how they use technology, what they think about work, helping um, some of the the senior folks um, get more hands on with product. Um, And and of course, the benefit of the more senior people building relationships uh, with tomorrow's leaders was fantastic and um, cost nothing to do little bit of organization around it and it created a buzz and energy in the in the organization uh, that, that was priceless for us really so uh, so you don't always have to invest a lot of money yeah sometimes you just need to sort of think creatively about about how you can do this sort of um, sort of stuff.
0: Well, and we've got our own digital ninjas here, and certainly they're always talking to me about certain apps that I should be using exactly. all, the, all the time. <laughs>
1: we, we actually, you know, and, and actually if I look at in, um, <coughs> my time, we traded apps, you know, so it was almost like what's the, you know, what, what's cool, yeah, which I know sounds really sort of sad, but, but, you know, you're trying to sort of keep up to date with what's going on, and, uh, and you've always got to be um, thinking about new things that yeah. you should be, uh, you know, sort of getting involved in.
0: The continuous learning it applies to all of us. It absolutely it. does,
1: yeah.
0: So we talked a lot about digital, yeah. and in your introduction you talked about two things, digital transformation yeah. and diversity and inclusion. And I know you've rightly been recognised by a number of uh, bodies for the work that you personally have done in diversity and inclusion at Vodafone, and Vodafone as a result I think has been well recognised for the work it's done. would be great to hear about a couple of examples around that as well, and your approach when it comes to d DNI.
1: Yeah, so uh, I think um, I think you're right. I mean, uh, well done, Vodafone. Uh, you know, it, it really made its mark um, inside the company, but also on the world stage with the work that it's done on on diversity. It's a repeat theme here, really, which is um, we've been on this journey a long time. Mm-hmm. So started um, as Vittoria Kalau. Uh, came into Vodafone, and we were a very early adopter of things like unconscious bias training. We declared targets back in two thousand and eight um, uh, publicly um, and really started working with uh, with our senior team and organisation on this journey. Frankly before it was trendy to um, uh, to 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 be to to be doing that. Um and uh you know, we had a, a very supportive CEO that for whom this was a very personal agenda. Yeah, yeah, so it wasn't something that the government said he had to do. He just massively believed that um, having people uh, from uh, different gender backgrounds, different cultural backgrounds, etc., cetera, um, would, would be the right thing to do and have a massive positive impact on um, on the fabric of the organisation. So, so we had that foundation. I think you fast forward to 2014-15, uh, and this is when we really became a bit more sophisticated uh, about the agenda. And I think there's sort of been three um, uh, themes for Vodafone. So So firstly, we dreamed big. On this agenda. So, in 2015, we said we want to be uh, the best company for women, yeah, uh, and particularly the best employer. But mm-hmm. that meant that very early on, when we declared that sort of um, target, yeah, because how could you be audacious enough to sort of say that? Um, but we also looked at the work we were doing with customers, with supply chain, in the community, all through, um, all through that that um, that that lens. So we we had a big ambition. Yeah, and we did that because we wanted to galvanize the organization because once you... Once you say something, it means you've got to do something. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah. Um, the second was uh, we lit fires. Yeah. So we were an organisation that were prepared to do things that at times were things that no one else in the world had done. And and we've done many little things. Yeah. Short lists. Um, you know, textio in terms of like we did all of that. But but we also were prepared to do some really big things. So 2015, we were the first company in the world to launch a global maternity policy. Yeah. Groundbreaking. Not now, but at that moment no one else was thinking that way. 2017 we launched the largest um, program to reconnect uh, a thousand women who had been out of the work for one to ten years back into work Mm. Uh, and then in 2019 we were the first company in the world to recognize that one in three women uh, and one in six men were silent victims in work of domestic abuse and we launched Safe Leave so two weeks um, two weeks uh, off uh, if you find yourself in that situation, um, uh, a expert helpline and a HR function that were that, that, that was trained to, to, to help. Um, so, so what Vodafone has done uh, in addition to the small is do these sort of groundbreaking, uh, things that that massively galvanised the organisation, but also created an external point of view uh, that I think has changed the narrative um, uh, across uh, uh, across the world, um, and and that leads me to the third. Thing that we've been trying to do, which is create a movement. Yeah. So if you come inside Vodafone, whether it's gender, whether it's LGBT, uh, wh- whether it's um, um, uh, inclusion in a broader sense, what you've got is an organisation that's massively engaged in this agenda. And then we took some of this out, and 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 actually, you know, Vittorio and Nick now following started to go to Davos or Pride and Prejudice and talk about why LGBT was important so it became uh, a subject that actually our CEOs talk on platforms about Mm. um, challenging both ourselves but also the world to um, you know to play a part so so we dreamed big we lit fires we did real things and we created a movement which has um, you know allowed the organization just to do some things that I think when we started we just wouldn't have dreamed was was um, was possible
0: well, certainly very impressive and inspiring and perhaps the best validation of the work that you've done isn't, isn't just the awards and the recognition, it's the fact that you've almost set the mark for others to try and follow and I know when I saw you speak at the LinkedIn Talent Experience last year, you know, there was a lot of people that were, were inspired by that talk. So, uh, yeah.
1: Well, I have to say, I mean, you know, the, the real achievement in Vodafone is the massive engagement. You know? mm. So we've got CEOs, HR directors. I have to say, um, I would say this, but I think um, you know, we've got one of the most talented uh, heads of diversity and inclusion in, in Vodafone. And all of that community has come together behind a really important uh, agenda.
0: So you've just left Vodafone after nine successful years and obviously made a huge impact during your time there. And you move over to be the CHRO now at Finastra, which is, I believe, the third largest fintech in the world. Why the move?
1: Yeah, so look, I think all good things come to, to an end and, and I think uh, you know uh, with a great team of uh, Both my central team and great team of HR directors, I think we've done um, some really good things there. But it was time uh, to do something something different. I think for me, when I look at my career, I've got probably twenty more years left. Um, uh, You know, maybe one, two big big roles, and then a portfolio career. Yeah. Um. And uh. And when I was looking at what next, I, I think I thought I thought, where is the future going? Yeah. And. Uh, I think we can all see that the future is technology, is software. And so I was personally really, really keen to try and get a CHRO role in a proper tech company. Now, unfortunately, there's not very many in Europe. Uh, So to get the opportunity to be, as you said, in the world's third largest fintech and one of the top um, software companies in Europe uh, was just too good an opportunity to pass by. So when Finastra came calling uh, with an opportunity to sort of take that organization and move it into the cloud, uh, you know, to really sort of help transform that business, then, you know, it was a, um, a great opportunity to grab hold of
0: you have taking the role as chief HR officer. That's
1: right. Yeah. What do
0: you feel the role the chief HR officer actually is? Yeah. This? So look,
1: um, I think there's a few things. So, so firstly, uh, I mean, you're sitting there at the table. So your first job is to help run the business. So I think you sort of take that take that as uh, as red. Uh, I think there's then sort of three things that are functionally uh, related. So, uh, so firstly, um, you've absolutely got to be the person that's um, caring about thinking through the culture yeah, and sort of you know how do you get ten percent more out of the 10,000 employees that we've got uh, that we've got in finastra and there's lots of levers now that you need to 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 um, uh, be thinking about second for me is about building capacity in an organization so again that's Org structures operating models, Um, that's about reskilling, upskilling your current workforce, and also how you buy in some of the new skills that increasingly organizations um, need to need to have in place. And then thirdly, I think it's about being uh, a company ambassador. More than ever, if you're trying to hire and keep fantastic people, then you need to be a company with a purpose that stands for something. And I think the role of CHRO is really important in being out there and communicating uh, what your company really does stand for. So uh, so I think things have changed a little bit uh, over the last sort of three, five years for uh, CHROs.
0: Yeah, I think it's a role that's definitely changed. Yeah. I know you're going to be a fabulous success as well. I hope so. <laughs> so, what are your first few priorities?
1: You know, when you go into a new job, uh, firstly, I think you need to sort of um, drink your own medicine, and I think that the first thing that you need to do is is massively be a learn a lot. Yeah, so I think you sort of you walk uh, you walk in uh, to a company, and you need to have. Um, you know, probably no mouth in three years, yeah. Uh, as as you just sort of try and understand the the journey the organisation has been on, what it is trying to do, um, meet people at multiple levels uh, that that have the answers to help you figure out what what the right agenda is. So, so I think firstly it's um, it's about doing that, and then I think you've got to try and figure out what what does crawl walk run look like uh, for you. Um, as you um you know as you're moving through um those early sort of 30 60 60- Uh, 90 days because you know if I if I take Finastra our ambition is to be the most loved the most inclusive um, uh, fintech um, by 2021 which which sounds pretty pretty good Um, I'd like by 2025 for us to be the most inclusive uh, employer in software so I'd like to sort of up the stakes so that's that's the running yeah and that sounds very lofty and very ambitious uh, but you've got to figure out what are the quick wins that you're doing in the first 30 60 90 days to you know to show um the value of you being there and I think that's cool. that's pretty much the same you know whatever whatever role you're in
0: you mentioned 2025 mm. which is great because that kind of leads on to the kind of last question so this is a question that we're going to ask all of the guests on the show um where do you see that where do you see HR in 2025
1: you know I think there's two things uh going on in in HR I think there's this massive new science uh, that is coming in that needs to be merged with a lot of humanity, yeah. Um, And and I think for the, the HR function to pull that off, we've really got to go back to school on, uh, on a number of things. yeah. So we, we've got to learn some new skills, analytics, design thinking, UX, agile. Uh, we've got to really understand how agile, org effectiveness works. Uh, we've got to get massively upskilled on team effectiveness, coaching. Yeah. So there's all of this science. Some of it's been around for a while. Some of it's yeah. Pretty, pretty new, that HR functions really need to uh, build, a, build a muscle in um, and at the same time figure out the purpose of organisations and how we keep a really sort of people-centred approach um, to leadership. Now, my hope uh, is that um, en masse, HR functions can make that, um, that journey and that transformation. Uh, and my view is um, those that do, the seat at the table, will you'll get a bigger chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, be, because uh, I think what is happening is, particularly on uh, capacity building, uh, then uh, you know this is becoming a a core business issue. Um, and, and my sliding doors analogy is those functions, uh, those HR teams that that don't build those new superpowers, I think are going to get pushed to one side, um, mm. uh, and there'll be a different version of the future. Which is that you know HR um, becomes an administrative function, and the strategic um, contribution that it can can be made will be taken away, and and um, other functions will do it. As I said at the beginning, I'm an optimist, um, and I think there are a lot of really great people in HR, a lot of smart people, uh, and a lot of people that are uh, you know really trying to do the right things for their organisations, for their people, in the communities in which we operate. So um, I'm I'm hopeful that 2025 um, looks looks like more HR functions focusing on culture, capacity, um, and, uh, you know, being company ambassadors.
0: Yeah, and I think key thing, of course, is HR, the H stands for human. So, I think, as you said, we exactly. can't forget the humanity exactly. part of it as well. Yeah. So yeah. Sharon, thank you very much for being a guest on the show. Pleasure. Um, how can listeners get in touch with you or, or follow? What yeah, you're Yeah,
1: so so look, I, I um, I'm pretty active on uh, on LinkedIn, so you know uh, connect there and uh, you know let's carry on the conversation. Also, uh, you know myself and Karina, the head of um, diversity at Vodafone, we're just uh, finishing off a book, uh, the decade of diversity at Vodafone. So if you're interested in that, it'll be out in um, in summer. So uh, uh, buy it; all the proceeds go to uh, go to charity.
0: Okay. Can't save better than that. Okay. Sharon, thank you very much for being with us. My
1: pleasure.
0: And good luck in the re-roll. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Digital HR Leaders podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. You can subscribe via iTunes or your podcast app of choice. If you did enjoy listening, please do rate the show on iTunes and share it with your friends and colleagues via social media. We really rely on your feedback and support to keep being able to make this podcast. If you haven't already, do check out myhrfuture.com for the latest news on the future of HR. And you can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter there too. That's all for this week, but please make sure you tune in next week when we'll be speaking to Edward Houghton, Head of Research and Thought Leadership at the CIPD on driving business performance with people data. See you next time.